Hey everybody, you've reached the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Eric. And this is Josh. It is Tuesday, August... Oh no, god damn it. God damn it. (laughs) We've done Tuesdays for months. Yeah, years. And so this is Monday, August 1st. We're not doing it on Tuesday because tomorrow's your birthday. Yes, that's not why we're not doing it, but it is tomorrow. Yeah, and I was planning to get a tattoo. The long and short of that is I got a cut on my leg and asked my tattoo guy... And he said, well, let's wait a few days. You know, he was very nice, so we mm-hmm. kind of moved around his schedule. So I could have done it on Tuesday. But you're not. But we're not. So this is like, yeah, so it's it's not my birthday. This is my last day of my 30s right Whoa. now. But by the time you hear this, it'll be my third day of my 40s or something. <laughs> so I don't know. It's not that interesting. But for us here now, it's really good. And because it is the last day of your 30s, you get a special guest. Yes. That's your birthday present. Yeah, and he's so here in- now. introduce your friend here. This is Andrew. Is it? No, no, no. This is my... <laughs> so my, my wife surprised me for my 40th with my best friend from L.A., Paul. And I'm still reeling. That was like two days ago, and it's still just been an insane madcap visit. But anyway, Paul's yeah. here. It's been awesome. Yeah, I'm Paul. Nice to meet you all. Uh, <laughs> from L.A. From L.A. You've heard of that. Yeah. So I want to talk to you about that. <laughs> because LA is the place where they used to make movies. Yes, <laughs> yeah, once or twice. So how long have you been in LA? My wife and I will be celebrating our 15th wedding anniversary this October. So it's been exactly wow. yeah, I came there a month before we got married, so it was like yeah, 15 years now. And did you go there with a job or go there and get a job? No, so I went there for the first 6 months to wait we had to wait for the visa to come through, so I was just a trophy husband sitting cool. by the pool. <laughs> Uh, I would have martinis and gin and tonics and have a cat on my lap and reading a book. And I'm like, this is the life, you know, <laughs> yeah. palm trees. My mother-in-law has a pool, so it was great. You're a participation trophy husband, <laughs> I feel like. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Six months later, then I worked at, my first job was at like the bookstore there. What was it called? Barnes and, not Barnes and Noble, but like Chapters <laughs> equivalent. Like Chapters. Yeah. We'll call it books. I yeah. don't know. And then I worked at EA, Electronic Arts, testing video games for a little bit. Then I worked at Palm Wonderful Pomegranate Place and Borders. Yeah. Is that the Borders? Book that's what it was. Yeah. The Why do I yeah, remember I that? Know. I don't remember. Yeah. But and now I work at for the last five years. I've been working at Entertainment Earth EE Distribution, which is a wholesale toy distributor. Yeah, all the coolest toys that a mm-hmm. geek could want. Like Lee, yeah. Lee literally orders from there. Yeah. Like so. Yeah. It's the, not from Paul, I don't think. But there's been, you know, he's the Star Wars guy, so. It's like 35% of all of your Star Wars orders are Lee. Man, yeah, your commissions off just Star Wars have probably been pretty astounding. It's been, yeah, it's been good, yeah. I have a client in Orleans, actually, and I have a couple in like, Toronto. and That's been... super weird. You have a client in Orleans that's somehow not Lee. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, he's, he probably buys retail. I'm, I'm like a wholesale sales rep. Mm. So I sell to people who sell on their own website or brick-and-mortar stores and stuff like that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Brick-and-mortar stores. Brick-and-mortar stores, Br- <laughs> And it used to be, traditionally, I've read a bit about it, and it's like, celebrity was a whole different thing, because all the celebrities lived in California. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't see a celebrity in Vancouver, or Montreal, or Atlanta, yeah. and New York City was New York City, and then over the years, and now it's like a cliche, Vancouver is Hollywood North, yeah. and most nerds know that Atlanta is all the Marvel stuff, and Walking Dead, etc. Mm-hmm. So it's different, before you got there, maybe even when Spielberg still lives there, there's still studios there. I saw him in a store once. Oh, cool. He was just like standing beside me. I'm like, that's Steven Spielberg. That's Spielberg. Like, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I, I, reckon, I was like, I looked at his hat and I'm like, oh, Steven Spielberg has a Navy ship hat like that. And I was like, <laughs> and I looked slightly down below the hat and I was like, oh, that is. That's Steven the guy. Spielberg. Okay. But do you still, have you noticed even in your decade and a half, 
a depletion of filming on the streets and that kind of even like for example the tonight show was in la for decades Mm -hmm. and now the tonight show is in new york yeah so now like it used to be a split of our 11 30 is new york our 12 30 is la Mm -hmm. now they're both in new york for every show that films in atlanta and vancouver that's something not filming in LA, yeah, yeah. you would think. There's still quite a lot filming there. You know the show Baskets with Zach Galifianakis? Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, They filmed a few episodes of that, like, literally across the street from my house. Oh. We see people, like, filming, and my brother-in-law's brother-in-law essentially owns, like, a trucking company where he leases trucks to, like, productions and stuff. So oh, he, wow, yeah. he worked on the new Bill and Ted movie, and he yeah. sent a picture of him with Keanu Reeves. You know, I was like, wow, this is, you know, yeah, like, he's, I, so I he's see always... his name in credits sometimes. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I know him. Yeah. <laughs> Angel City Trucking. A little plug for him. Anyway. Super um, nice guy, too. As a, not that it oh, matters Tony, for the story, yeah, but he's a great guy. really yeah. nice guy. <laughs> but uh, there's still a lot of filming there. And what's his face? Uh, the guy who played Luke Cage. Oh, yeah. An actor. He lives like around the corner from my brother-in-law as well. Like They see him walking his dog all the time. Man. Maybe it's just because there's so much more being made comparatively. Yeah, a lot more content. Yeah. Like If you look at how many movies and TV shows were made in the 50s or the 70s compared to now, it's bonkers. Yeah. Like it, yeah. Just because we have... 25 different major streaming services mm-hmm. and it used to be summer blockbusters are in the summer but now every couple of weeks there is a summer blockbuster it mm-hmm. seems so yeah. yeah maybe i guess maybe la doesn't notice it as much there's still quite a bit of filming it seems but it's yeah i just think there's so much more content these days there's more opportunities you know like my brother-in-law's sister is also like a producer on um, lucifer and she does the makeup on it as well oh, you know? cool. so it's good lots of good opportunities for people <laughs> Man, and you said was it jojo siwa lives near you or something oh like yeah that? my daughter alice yeah we were like oh, that's jojo siwa's house so they like waited outside for one day when they <laughs> And I'm like, I, I shouldn't even know who this person is, but somehow I do. She came out and was like, oh, hey. And this little girl is just staring at her all excited. She's like, oh, okay, you know, she was nice about it. That probably happens all the time, I would imagine. Yeah. She had like a fancy car, didn't she? Like all oh, yeah, sparkly she has a BMW and stuff. that's all like pink and yellow and it looks like someone, it looks like, you know, Barbie threw up on it. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, you know, it wasn't that hard to find her house. Yeah, I you guess. could just see her everywhere. You know. <laughs> You'd be going to a movie or out somewhere and Alice would be like, that's Jojo Siwa's car. Like, <laughs> like not again. I saw it like a lot. When I was in L.A., the only... It's a cool, famous person, and my mind just blanked on his name. But I saw Clink, 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 Warriors come out to play. Oh, okay, yeah. Wow. And I was just... My friend and I were walking along Santa Monica, and he was a native, and I was a tourist. And I just saw him and a couple of his friends walking. But instantly, wow, I was that's like, awesome. yeah. that's him. Uh-huh. <laughs> the amount of times I've seen celebrities... More in New York. When I'm walking around New York, mm-hmm. and my wife and I, in the before times, visited New York once a year for a few years in a row, we'd see Keegan-Michael Key. But when we saw Keegan-Michael key i'm like that's him going to work because he's on broadway right now right so we would see that but in la when i was there my friend lived nearish to the santa monica pier and for anybody who lives in a town with sidewalks it was very walkable oh yeah, yeah. and he as a californian not being facetious not making a joke at himself said oh do you need a lift and my brain was like, dude, it's like three blocks. I think I can make it. And it wasn't like a bad part of town or anything. Yeah, yeah. But in some cities, and I found, especially in my few visits to LA, for some, there is that cliche of, I'll drive you three blocks. And really, I can make that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's something that I kind of forgot about being here just the couple days I've been in Ottawa. I was like, oh, yeah, we used to walk and like bike and like everywhere when I lived here. Like, you don't have to, or the, the transit system's so great as well. You can just take the, you know, the bus anywhere if you need to or whatever. But in LA, it's like a three mile trek could take you an hour depending on traffic, you know, like it's, traffic is so bad as well. Does LA have a, a spread subway out. or a. Yeah. 
yeah. It does, but like yeah. nobody, comparatively to say a New York or a Toronto, it's not as kind of, it doesn't seem as prevalent, it doesn't seem as in yeah, the... Yeah, not really, yeah. They're working on a new above ground light rail system. It's, it's like hard to get to the subway and it's not, unless you're going downtown or like to Hollywood or something, right. it's like there's no point in taking it. Well, it just by happenstance, I listen to a bunch of podcasts of comedians who live in LA and that's the biggest thing is they're like, you're just sprawled out. Everything is spread out. You're in this city and you got to go for an audition uh-huh. and that's 90 minutes. Yeah. You might be going just to get rejected for 15 minutes and have to drive <laughs> all the way home. When I was in LA, we went on the big freeway mm-hmm. pretty briefly and just to my country mouse, despite me <laughs> living in a real city, my country mouse eyes, it felt like a 20 lane highway mm-hmm. and everybody everybody was honking at each other yeah everybody was going too fast and i was just i was like oh this is road rage this is, <laughs> and i was a little terrified for the half hour hour we were yeah. on there one of the first times i went there before tanya and i got married for like three and a half years i lived here in ottawa while well, she lived in la so we did the long distance thing and then finally i moved there for good but one of the times i went to visit her she picked me up from the airport and she's like driving me to her place on the 405 and i was like um no offense but can you like calm down a bit with your drive like your driving is kind of freaking me out a bit she's like you have to drive like this here even like me just driving from eric's place to here today i'm like oh yeah don't be a jerk all right i have to remember not to be a jerk because no one else is i was gonna honk a guy because he wasn't moving fast enough i'm like wait no no one else is honking here remember your nice days yeah (laughs) used to be used to be you've been californiaed yeah californized yeah. yeah acclimated and even now like i get you know, I used to be the only guy wearing a t-shirt on a fall day or something in L.A., but now I'm, like, totally a- acclimated. Acclimated, yes. Yeah. Sort of, yeah. His brain's gone, <laughs> Acclo- but Acclo- he knows how to dress. Acclimated temperature. You've been doing good. Like, the driving, like, with the first day, you know, we didn't really drive anywhere, but then Emily was like, oh, you can use the car, and I was like, okay, you're all right to... I mean, I know you've driven in Canada many times, but it's been a little while, you know, so... But we basically... We've been coming here three days in a row. It wasn't really the plan, but, yeah. you know, I did cinema... <laughs> And then, and I didn't even know he was going to be here for that. So that worked out nicely. But yeah, two weeks ago I did cinema and my brother was here. And then, you know, now I did it with my adopted brother, Paul. So, (laughs) so that was cool. And then we did Liberty Valance and now we're here. So I was like, wow, he's getting pretty good at this particular drive because we just keep coming here. I know the route perfectly. This morning I was like, oh no, I got this. Like I didn't even need directions or anything. It was totally fine. And it's a little tricky on the way uh, back because you kind of got to go, you got to turn weird to like around Billings Bridge. There's a couple of odd turns. And I foxed our Uber driver the first night but we've managed to pull it up but yeah like we went to targ we're gonna go to nostalgia warehouse tomorrow oh i love nostalgia Warehouse. even mm-hmm. like you know buy something support them sure but it's a museum he sent me pictures of it the last time he was there i was like i want everything in yeah it's store. crazy <laughs> it's too much and there's stuff that's you know there is stuff that's like a 800 dollars mm-hmm. ninja turtle balloon vehicle <laughs> but there's just normal stuff you can get too the best treasure I got from them was, and this is a toy that I've been looking for for 35 years, is the Viewmaster that you put the Viewmaster reel in and then flashlight it on the wall. Yeah. And I got it for like a very reasonable price. Mm-hmm. You look online and it's like $500 and yeah, I'm like, I got yeah. it for like 40 Yeah, And Damn. it's beat up, you know, in the box and everything. But, oh, that place is so cool. <laughs> That's, he's got his own thing at home now. You don't have to come to the theater here. That's you it. Got, yeah. You got a projector. <laughs> 
why isn't Josh coming in anymore? <laughs> Watching my Howler Hughes. And yeah. <laughs> I'm the only owner here. Nails are six inches long. <laughs> I love that. There was a running gag a little while ago. And I, I don't know. I think Denis Villeneuve has a good sense of humor about it. I can't imagine Chris Nolan does. But it was when the big argument was going on about go to the big screen. Watching mm. movies at home is for losers and that kind of thing. There was this running gag on Twitter. And usually I never notice this kind of stuff. But it was people. One was... A Shrek TV for kids. Good start. That you would put the VHS tape in, and it was little Shrek ears and stuff. And it would be people, and I think they would just have, you know, photoshopped on a picture from Dune or from Dark Knight or whatever. And then the tag was just as Denny Villeneuve wanted us to watch his movie on a 2001 Shrek Fisher Price thing. Yeah. Built-in VHS yeah. thing, too. And so that's why I always feel like, ah, as Spielberg wanted me to experience Raiders of the Lost Ark on a Viewmaster flashlight <laughs> oh, on man. my wall. As it was meant to Man, be. I remember watching like a movie on uh, an iPod before you could even turn it sideways and make it like, oh, my huge. God. So I was watching iPod Classic. I watched Saw 4. I, I remember <laughs> on the Greyhound bus during the day. So, like, everything about it was bad. So, I had glare coming off, and I was like, I can't even... T- I was like, is he killing a guy? Like, I don't even know what's happening here. I don't watch the full hour and a half. I was on the bus. Like, what? there's nothing else to do, you know? So, that was desperate times. And, I mean, it's still better than not having anything at all, but it's The whole it's lady funny. over your shoulder was scarred because she's like... <laughs> if she could see it. He's like, yeah. I can't quite tell. Is that Donnie Wahlberg? I don't even know. So... My Mayfair partner, Lee, and our head programmer has a funny story of, I think he was in L.A. for one of his films because he's done a few awesome Mm B-grade movies. And he went to the Grauman's Theater, but it was something like the only thing playing was the latest Adam Sandler comedy. (laughs) Because although it's the Grauman's Theater, it's just a regular theater. So you might just be stuck with that's the bad movie they have that week. And one week it might be the new Chris Nolan movie sure. but one week it's yeah, just it's Adam, Adam Sandler yeah. you're walking over Humphrey Bogart's handprints and you're yeah. like going to see an Adam Sandler movie yeah, <laughs> Grown Ups 3 yeah that's great it's like that you know the last time you came to visit LA it was on Valentine's Day mm. and we just had no idea but it was Piranha yeah was Piranha cool. and Howling Double Bill yeah. oh wow with the yeah it was uh, John Sales was there and the director I think Joe Dante Joe Dante yeah, yeah they did a Q&A and stuff Ooh. before the movie and we had no idea and, and I'm like Tanya I'm like hey I know it's Valentine's Day but can can <laughs> yeah. Eric and I spend it together at a movie that yeah, you don't like, want to go see <laughs> I literally my wife was alone in Canada and then his wife and kids were there and we were just like can we do this please like we literally found out day of yeah. I don't even remember how it yeah. came up but I just found this thing and I was like oh my god we have to go to this yeah. luckily we both have wives who are really chill about Valentine's Day that'd like, be the yeah. best like get one of those Walmart picture frames and it's like Valentine's 2019 or whatever it was. One like milkshake with two straws. Yeah. And a piranha. And a piranha. And it was was February 2020 too so it was the last time anyone ever had fun. In March everything shut down. Yeah. It was insane. Yeah, back then when she was really cautious about coronavirus, and we were like, ah, you're overblowing this. That's what <laughs> I have to say. I, I don't imagine your wife listened to that episode, but I hope she has a good sense of humor. And in the weeks after that, we said your wife's a genius because he was doing that trip, and this seems like an alternate universe. It like, really does. Like, yeah. And he said something like that, oh, she wants me to wash my hands and change my clothes. And we were like, that's crazy. <laughs> it's but too much. she was on the ball because then... Two weeks later, our cinema was closed down yeah, and everything yeah. was happening. So she may have been my first news of COVID. <laughs> like, yeah. Because 
Because it was kind of out there, but it was mm-hmm. still like, people yeah. were like, oh, there's a flu happening. Yeah, right. Yeah. And yeah. it is horrible to make light of, but clearly mm-hmm. something horrible yeah. happened. But I'm surprised you didn't get stuck in L.A. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I actually flew to New York the week before you came here for the New York Toy Fair. Oh, right. My company sent me to New York, and there were people on the plane with their masks and everything, and we we're like, oh, this is silly. You don't need a mask. Ha, ha, ha. We're all monsters. We're like, oh, my God, you really did need a mask. Yeah. The change in the parking lot of the uh, airports and oh, like yeah, we were yeah. wiping Tanya, down my luggage. Tanya's like, he has to change before he gets in the car. Which is fair. It's just like I in the parking it. lot changing. Yeah, all that. You know, it was smart. Which is fine. I did the same thing when I got here. I had my flying pants. You yeah. know, and as soon as I got to Space hiding in the basement, waiting the hour for you to come down yes, and, and well, acknowledge me. I didn't know about it. <laughs> I changed it. into my shorts. Oh, my God. No, that was smart. And now I was I was joking with him. I was like, oh, yeah, if you catch corona here, you have to stay another two weeks. <laughs> yeah. You can hang out. But no, we don't want that. No monkeypox. Someone cough in my mouth. Oh, God. <laughs> it is. Well, we're waiting because... So Gwen and I went to Seattle in January I love Seattle. 2020. It was great. We did all the touristy things like Space Needle and the Nerd Museum, which was awesome. Like they had, it was funny at the time, their temporary exhibit was Minecraft. I didn't care about that. (laughs) But all these props they had and Muppet stuff. What is it? It's sadly, it's a guy who passed away, but it's one of like the Microsoft guys put a bunch of money into no, wait, uh, he's that's the... Uh, not right. <laughs> that's Buzz Lightyear. That's Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> but yeah, that guy, Paul Allen? Paul Allen. Yeah, Paul, yeah, Allen. Paul Allen. My name's Paul. You yeah. think I would remember. Paul Allen yeah. was the name from American Psycho as well, I'm pretty sure. Oh. Where he was like, you were with Paul Allen? So yeah, Seattle was lovely. And, and we doubled up because my brother lives in Vancouver. So we did... All the Seattle stuff. We went there. We saw Mystery Science Theater do oh, nice. a live performance. Yeah. And then we took the train. And right between Vancouver and Seattle is a little town called Everett. And that's the home base of Funko. Yeah. I have clients who live there, actually. It's such an interesting story because it's this little one-horse town. But because Funko is there, there's like a vegan restaurant and a vegan <laughs> pizza place. So there's this like hipster vibe to mm. it. And it's kind of perfectly in between the two cities. Probably a little too long to commute, but God, maybe. But right in between is this big building where the second, third, fourth levels are people making Funkos and designing and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And the first floor is this giant museum store that is super fun to visit. Yeah. So yeah, so we did that and then got home and then the end of the world happened. Mm -hmm. But our plan for some other time, planning to go off season when it wouldn't be crazy because if you have the opportunity and no kids to visit disney world not during summertime not during march break not during christmas time so we were going to go in late september or something so that's still on the agenda we want to go back to disneyland Mm -hmm. to see the star wars stuff oh yeah but you know like a lot of us we're still kind of on the cusp because i teased poor lee because lee went to anaheim for the star wars convention and i was like you're my canary in the cage if you get back without covid i'll feel better Mm -hmm. and he got back and had covid so (laughs) and that has happened to me and nothing serious like nobody go to a hospital but i've had that story three or four times Mm -hmm. of somebody i know goes somewhere and comes back and they're like oh i got it yeah this is my first that's you're you're the canary in the cage now i'm a guy (laughs) but we went on a cruise to mexico a month ago and we came back and totally fine but one of our traveling companions got it 
when they came back and i was like oh oh no we thought we were gonna get it but we you know we were all fine my whole family and everything and then another friend of mine went on a cruise he got covid the second he got back he was like oh yeah i got covid and yeah Jeez. he hooked up with a model though apparently. yeah a model who had covid, <laughs> model model COVID. COVID. <laughs> there's a moral to this but even my wife just went to montreal for a bachelorette thing and oh my god the, the poor drag performers because there was <laughs> that's not the sentence i thought was coming next <laughs> she either said five or seven bachelorette parties were at this performance oh my god so it was like a super bachelorette party basically yeah and like the megatron or the, the whatever you know when yeah. the, all the parts go to get voltron <laughs> combiner <laughs> yeah it's a combiner transformer and i'm sure and she said it was like a an A-plus performance, and I'm sure these performers have dealt with bachelorette parties before, I imagine. Mm -hmm. So she went, and somebody in her gang got it, but nobody else did. So hopefully that's the ideal that we're going to live with now, is that Mm -hmm. you get it, but we're responsible, and then you hide at home for five days, and don't go to grandma's house that weekend, Mm -hmm. you know? But, because, yeah, I really want to go to Anaheim. I really want to (laughs) go. And going to California versus, say, going to Florida is a whole different beast, I imagine. Oh, yeah, yeah. Florida is just the Wild West. It really is. There's no laws there, and that's how they like it. I mean, there are laws, but, Eh. you know. There are laws, and then there (laughs) are laws. Yeah, yeah. Well, then I've heard that, and I don't know if there's any legitimacy to this. I don't know. Theoretically, California is big enough and has its own stuff that in that future world where it's different borders that California Mm. could kind of take care of itself. Yeah, well, absolutely. It it used to be this. I don't know if this is still accurate or not, but it used to be the fifth largest economy in the world, California alone. And even the politics, like your right-wing Republican is Arnold Schwarzenegger, who is a very tame Republican. Absolutely, yeah. He's really center So even that is kind of on a sliding scale of the bad guy is not as bad as Uh if... Yeah. You know, some Floridian guy was yeah, yeah. in power there. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, like even a left-wing Florida Democrat has to be kind of right-wing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If he wants to get elected. Or get, she. Do you get to go to any <laughs> nice. of those cool... What was it? Danny Elfman did Nightmare Before Christmas oh, at the Hollywood Bowl. I know yeah. like the Muppets yeah, he played did like, something. Man, he played Coachella too. Um, I was... Yeah, I saw Black Panther at the Hollywood Bowl with the... Well, John Williams was there. Wow. Or not John Williams. He didn't do that. Uh, no. <laughs> I was like, that's a bit weird uh, that he did Black Panther. Let me back. He did Black Panther. It was the guy with the hard to pronounce name, I think, who also did Mandalorian. Oh. So whatever. And yeah. He, but you saw it. You saw it. Was it wasn't there, John you know, with a full orchestra. That's and, awesome. And um, Michael B. Jordan like, introduced it. And he was, but that was cool. But no, he also, I did see John Williams do Empire yeah. Strikes Back. And he was there. And he, oh, he the man. Movie. That's great. <laughs> this time it was really. That, yeah. was, that was actually John Williams. <laughs> we saw him years back in Boston. And he just did a night mm-hmm. at the Boston Pops. Yeah. If you ever want to feel love in a room, when he walked out on stage, and the Bostonians were like, he's hometown boy, yeah. you know? And yeah. he was great, because even God, at the time, he was 83, 85. Mm-hmm. Now yeah. he's like 90, 92, yeah. whatever. And you see him, and you're like, like he looks like 60. He looks you're good. Like- <laughs> he looks really good for his day. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was Ludwig Göransson, by the way. <laughs> yeah, you were really close with okay. John Williams. <laughs> but I think... It's like when Arnold Schwarzenegger gets an American name in a movie. Yeah. Like, his name's probably John something. I don't know. Steve Johnson. <laughs> You're like, yeah, it's fine. Okay, so let us do our task at hand. Yeah. And we're just going to mention the movies we have screening 
the week of August 5th, 2022. And you can tell us if you saw any of them filming in LA. Yeah. <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah, feel free to hop in on any of these. So we have two returning films. We are bringing back the Leonard Cohen documentary, mm. Hallelujah, that we are screening currently. That movie was very educational. I'm a Canadian, so it means I got to like Leonard Cohen. Mm-hmm. But I'm not an expert. And what I learned from this movie is that it's really neat how there was the song, nobody cared about it. Then he rewrote it with different lyrics. Then two other people covered it. And then, funny that we mentioned this, it was in Shrek. (laughs) So those five points... It all comes back to Shrek. ...are the history of the song Hallelujah. But when it was in Shrek, it was a almost triple or two and a half times platinum album. So that was the most human beings that listened Mm -hmm. to that song. And then those people grew up and... A dozen different people sang it on American Idol, and somebody in the UK covered it, and somebody else covered it. And there was one year where two different performers, it was the one and two song in the UK. Jeff Buckley. Jeff Buckley, yeah, yeah, and then in British Idol. And then the original was number, I think, 26. So in one year, it was on three times. (laughs) So anyhow, it's a very interesting documentary just about, it is about Leonard as well, Mm -hmm. but it's just kind of on the specificity of how this song and how dumb the producer looks who was like, ah, this isn't a good song. I'm not going to (laughs) release this album. Ah, you know, and it becomes the most iconic song Mm -hmm. in Canadian history. Yeah. It's funny. I love that song, but that's one of the rare instances where like you hear the original and then you hear Jeff Buckley's. And you're just like, Jeff Buckley's is so much better, in my opinion, you know? Like, well, like, I love it. Like, it's just such an amazing song. But what Jeff Buckley did with it made me love that song so much. And know? Leonard Cohen had a good... You could tell he was not nose-stuck-up about that, because there was a couple of interviews where he was like, oh, is that Jeff's version? Or, you know? Yeah, yeah. And they said a number of... Someone from Rolling Stone was interviewed, and he said the number of times somebody on... Some younger performer or somebody on American Idol goes, this is my favorite Jeff Buckley song. Yeah. <laughs> and they have no idea who Leonard Cohen uh-huh, is. Yeah. So that makes it even more fascinating that mm-hmm. it's generational... Because it's Jeff Buckley and there was someone else, and one of them died. Is it Jeff Buckley? Jeff Buckley died. Yeah. Jeff Buckley died. And that makes it even more mysterious because this very talented person in mm-hmm. just going up and then dies. Yeah. And this is horrible, but I think it was like the horrible 27 curse. He died. Yeah, the 27 club. Yeah. Which is nuts. Yeah. Did, and he, did he drown? He drowned. And under like weird, mysterious yeah. circumstances. Yeah. So. His mom's like, he was a good swimmer. Why it's so horrible. Like, we could do a whole podcast on solving that murder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's one of those things where it sounds cliche, even if you're not a Leonard Cohen fan. It's a very interesting documentary about the evolution of a piece of art. And it made me think about movies because people are so precious about, oh, I don't like that the director made a special edition. And here's Leonard Cohen, who is totally cool with it being in Shrek. Yeah. You know, (laughs) so it's like, you know, maybe changing things isn't the end of the world. And especially on TV now, where they could be like, Oh, uh, 17 different times we forgot to take the water bottle out of Game of Thrones. Yeah. And they can go back and take yeah. that out and kind of fix it. It's probably because they said Shrek, but he just heard check. So he's like, yeah, yeah, I'll take check for sure. <laughs> yeah. So then coming back because it did crazy well a couple weeks ago, Downton Abbey, A New Era. Ooh. Uh, second movie? The second one. Okay. And it's funny, we have the reputation of a grindhouse cinema, but we always joke we're actually a senior citizen cinema that happens to play grindhouse movies. <laughs> we sneak in some dirty films, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so it's that nice balance. where Vicar we... of Dibley and <laughs> Are You Being Served? Yeah, we, we show the grown-up movies that you could, you could bring mom to, and yeah. then we show the weird stuff too. So Leonard Cohen... Downtown Abbey. I can never say that. I'm not even making fun of myself. I always say Downtown Abbey. I do too. I've said it for years. I can't say Downton. 
It's so close. It just sounds wrong to me. I'm like, you guys named it wrong. Yeah. Like, I'm saying it right. You're the <laughs> ones who are wrong. <laughs> it's a funny thing, though, because people talk about franchises and how it's rare for something kind of highbrow to have a franchise. You got Sherlock Holmes and stuff, but, you know, we have Star Trek was a TV show, became movies, and now it's back to being TV shows again. But Downton Abbey was a really popular TV show that all of our grandparents watched, <laughs> and now it's a movie franchise that is a... They don't make a sequel for fun. They made a sequel because mm-hmm. the first one made a lot of yeah. money. It's just like Mamma Mia, where I'm just like, totally. I don't know anything about these movies, and I'm not paying attention, but apparently everyone loved them because it keeps happening. God, my mom made me stand up and dance during Mamma Mia. Oh, my You're God. You're the only people dancing in the entire theater. I'm like, this is wrong. Oh, man, that is... But I was like, knew I was leaving to LA and was like, essentially robbing my mom of her son. So I'm like, fine, I'll do this for you. That's great. Just one final hurrah. I don't know what to say to that. So speaking of how we play both sides of the coin, the last few weeks we've been playing a lot of stuff from this distributor called the American Genre Film Archive. And their business model is really saving these old B-grade pictures and... Someone like us will play it for a little while, and it goes to Blu-ray, and people like Eric buy it on Blu-ray, and that's how they get to save these movies. And they're not Citizen Kane, but without these places like Agfa, they would be gone. Like, they would just be lost. So, Lee's been doing one a week, one every two weeks. So this week we have She-Devil on... Sorry, She-Devils on Wheels. Get it right. There's more than one She-Devil. I keep on doing that. It's not just one (laughs) She-Devil. It's even better. That would be good too, but this one's better. And it's a Herschel Gordon Lewis movie who is more known for kind of blood and guts movies. And a lot of reviews say, like, this is shockingly tame. And I don't know if it was done on purpose where he wanted to try to get it into, like, an earlier time slot. But they said there's not even uh, gratuitous nudity in it or anything. What? But but nonetheless, please (laughs) still come see it. And we're not watching that. (laughs) What a waste of time. But they said it's also kind of, if not done purposefully, very feminist and kind of a girl power movie for the Mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. Where it's essentially, they did a biker movie, but it's all women. Where at the time, it was all men. And a lot of times in those movies, there is stuff that is certainly not evergreen in the way that women are treated in those movies. Yeah, yeah. So in this movie, it's women driving around and causing Mm -hmm. crime and being bad for 80 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like the faster pussycat kill kill kind of thing. Yeah. Very similar, which I was just talking about with my hockey team. I play hockey in a beer league in, in L.A. Oh, cool. And... A lot of them are on like different, you know, like they're in the industry or whatever. And one of the guys is a writer on my team. And he's like, who's the director of Faster? Russ. Russ Meyer. Meyer. Yeah. He's like, I saw Russ Meyer at a bar once. And he was just like, everyone was having like margaritas around him and whatever. And then I was like, hey, that's the Faster Pussycat Kill Kill. Like, so I was, I was in a hockey locker room talking about Faster Pussycat yeah. like two weeks ago. And, and the posters. And in I the saw the poster room. in the men's Yeah. Room. yeah. <laughs> take a picture of that for my hockey team. But. <laughs> They just recorded Donald Sutherland recently, one of the guys on my team. So. You recorded him? Yeah, for like a voiceover thing. Oh, okay. I was cool. like, was he like in his bushes or something? Yeah. Like, <laughs> he was here in Montreal when he was in LA and they recorded. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's like COVID times now too. I have friends in animation or stuff like that where they're just like, it really is phoning it in nowadays because the technology's gotten good enough. <laughs> literally by a phone. Yeah, literally. Yeah. <laughs> where your voice actor can sit at home and they might be savvy enough to kind of sit in a little walk-in closet and put up some styrofoam or something. Yeah. But there's a lot of that going on now. Uh, Paget Brewster, an actress I really like, who's on a lot of podcasts, and people might know her from. She was on Community for a little while, and she's on one of those cop shows. Which one? I don't know. NCIS CS, or something. CSI. CSI. Yeah, they're she's all on the same those. show. That's her day job. But she did the voiceover of the really cool Disney behind the scenes of the rides that's on Disney Plus right now, and she said I phoned it in. And I got a nice microphone and a nice headset and Zoom, and there you go. And she said, once upon a time, I would have gone to a recording booth. So your hockey teammate recording Donald Sutherland (laughs) over the phone, I think, is more and more... 2,500 miles away. Yeah. (laughs) 
You ever have... This is going off track, of course, but... Yeah, I think it was my fault I took it. I remember... <laughs> it's always Canadians, but I remember Matt Frewer talking about being on an L.A. hockey team and, like, Jason Priestley, but it's always that cliche. It's, like, Canadians who live in oh, L.A. yeah. So, like, Justin Bieber has played on my team a couple times. Really? Yeah, yeah. He's really good, but... Interesting. Um, both times he played, though, I was actually not there. So, so <laughs> his whole team is telling really me, happen. I'm like, I never miss a game. And then both times I missed, it's like he happened to play. So every once in a while, they'll drop in, like Kevin McDonald from yeah. Kids, oh, yeah. in, Kids in the Hall. Yeah. yeah. He yeah. was just there wearing a Nordiques shirt. Like, I came to, with my bag. I'm like, it's Kevin McDonald. Hey. <laughs> How do Canadians even find yeah. out? Is it just like a spidey sense? Like, yeah. I'm in LA. I'm going to yeah. go to that hockey rink. Yeah, they just call the rink and, like, hey, I want to sit in on, like, Kiefer Sutherland has played there before. And, like, God, I don't know. What that uh, rink that I There was a guy on NCIS. He was on my team for years, Paul. God, yeah, his name Paul. was also it's another Paul. Paul. I can't. I can always remember the first name. But anyway, he, so he was on name. NCIS for a while. Or um, oh, the guy from. Do you guys know the show The Listener? I mean, I've never seen it, but um, I know it exists. Oh, he, the main guy in that. Was oh, the my, listener. Yeah, was on my team. <laughs> he played for the a, listener. He, he played the listener. He, he, was a, he had like the a giant detective. ear, like one huge No, no, ear. he was like a detective who you would tell him something, but he knew what you were really saying or something. He could like read your mind or yeah. something. So he solved cases like that. <laughs> and he's so, Canadian? Yeah, yeah. And he was on my team for like a year and he like hit it big here doing the listener. The listener. Whoever what, it was. what a funny cliche of going down to the most, mm-hmm. once upon a time, unhockey place there is. Oh, yeah. It's a real secret handshake underground kind of scenario there well i remember that i remember being a kid and when gretzky went down there and mm-hmm. that's a whole thing of itself of teams spruced up after that and i remember all the remember the saturday morning cartoon and it was <laughs> yeah gretzky Pro stars. And, <laughs> Pro stars. yeah and it wasn't any of them uh, okay okay back on track Sorry, yeah, <laughs> back yeah, on track yeah. uh, stand target then we're doing our De palma versus hitchcock fest Lee's bread idea, mm. where it's two films, one by Hitchcock and one by De Palma, and De Palma notoriously, for better or for worse, was very influenced by Hitchcock. And so, kicking it off this week, we have Rear Window and Sisters. And you can read online, you can read on our website why these two kind of match up. I think Rear Window has stuff about the voyeurism and police not believing you. In Sisters, it's somebody witnesses their neighbor being killed, and this is in Rear Window. So it's very interesting how they all line up. And some of them line up so much where you're like, if that was made nowadays, they would have called it a remake. Yeah. Like, it's that close. They would have just been like, this is Rear Window. Because, you know, sometimes you get that complaint of like, why not just call this another cop movie instead Mm -hmm. of Die Hard whatever or Lethal Weapon whatever. You could just do another cop movie. And I think sometimes there's even scripts like that where they were like, Under Siege was supposed to be a Die Hard, but they just changed it. But so anyhow, some of these De Palma movies are like, that is just a remake, I think. Yeah, Chain Reaction was supposed to be the sequel to The Fugitive. But then, yeah, they didn't want it. They were like, no, it's not good. And they were like, okay, Keanu Reeves is not the Keanu Reeves we now know, so he'll do it. Yeah. (laughs) I think it was Morgan Freeman was the other one. I can't remember. They're just like cranking these out. And they're like, ah, and then they did, did U.S. Marshals, which wasn't great anyways. So, Oh, my God. U.S. Marshals. Remember when Robert Downey Jr. was not the <laughs> most famous person on Earth? Yeah. It feels weird. Some of his early or the mid stuff there, you know, where you're like, oh, God, you don't even know that you're going to blow back up again in 15 yeah. years. But yeah, so we've screened a few of the trailers for these Hitchcock movies. And it's a hard argument because when things went digital, a lot of people were like, it's the death of cinema. It's the end mm. of the world. And I understand that and I understand the tradition and, and the fun of watching something on 35 millimeter. But you see these restored, quote unquote, prints and you're just like, 
oh, it's hard not to argue that digital's better because they're just mint condition. The sound is perfect. And, you know, professional people have gone in and made sure all the color corrections right and everything. And so, yeah, the trailers for Rear Window and Vertigo are just, it looks like we're watching them the first day. If we were watching a print, even if it was some 20 years later anniversary or 30 years later anniversary, I remember when we screened whatever one of the last Harry Potters was about 10 years ago. And so it had been played a lot for three months, four months, every day, three, four times a day. And it was so beat up. So you imagine a print from whenever it would have been destroyed. So that's why these digital restorations are nice for these classics. And it just, and watching them here, I've said over and over, it just feels like time travel. It just feels Mm -hmm. so cool to watch something that would have been screened here decades ago. So so yeah, this is a really fun film fest. So try to come out and catch all these cool old Hitchcock and De Palma movies. There were, uh, there was a a few Francophone people behind us and they I could not tell what, you know, I I know French okay, but I just kept, they were very excitedly talking about it. I just kept hearing De Palma, De Palma, (laughs) and Hitchcock, De Palma, and Hitchcock. Like, they kept talking, like, really excited about it, and I was like, oh, they sound like they're into it. They'll probably be back for the festival. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I went to see Weird Al, which was fantastic, and he was talking about his new movie, his biopic starring Daniel Radcliffe, Mm. which comes out in November. Mm -hmm. I hope we can get that. Yeah, and that's weird because it seems like it's direct to video. I'm not sure if they're also doing some theater dates or whatever. Also, video doesn't exist, but I still call everything that. it's direct to, of all things, Roku. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I don't know what Roku's distribution (laughs) model is. Yeah. Oh, man. Also, like the new Predator movie is getting rave reviews and will not come out to theaters. It's insane. I mean, you know, maybe a couple of people who had a connection at a theater and could watch watch secretly (laughs) but like you know the general public almost every review i'm seeing is people who are like i wish i could have seen this in a theater like and and it's just oh man the hype i know you don't want there's no spoilers or anything but it's just i don't know it it looks amazing i'm gonna watch it i don't even have spoilers to give you so someone gets preyed upon probably there's (laughs) some they were praying so let's wrap this up i will say again we're always plugging disney plus they don't need it but the industrial light magic documentary on there right now is pretty fantastic we're just two episodes in our friend phil Tippett's in it and it's a really cool behind the scenes you watch it and you're like it's a miracle george lucas didn't die of a heart attack yeah back then it was so mm. stressful same but, with spielberg yeah. during jaws i guess exactly like, I mean, yeah very similar yeah uh so thanks for listening everybody you can find all of our information at mayfairtheater.ca and on all the social medias and join us soon in our nice air-conditioned theater while it's plus 50 outside <laughs> <laughs> and watch some cool movies at the mayfair Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Thanks, Paul. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for yeah. now we can <laughs> show, here. <laughs> we'll show Paul how to eat pizza and watch secret movies now. Ooh, yeah. fun. It's the best. Teach me. Conjoined twins called Siamese challenge life at their first breath. Some twins have been separated and lead normal lives. Others never can. Sisters. They were once one in body and perhaps one in mind. Danielle and Dominique, one loving, one hating, one innocent, the other... Where does Danielle end and Dominique begin? Sisters. Rated R.